All right, Safe House, how you doing today? Back again. Back again today. We keep coming back. We keep coming yeah. back. That means we're relentless. That's exactly. We are <laughs> relentless. We don't know if we told you guys that that's really our tagline for Safe House. It is. We you are know, relentless. As couples, we are relentless. That means we keep on trying. That's we keep right. on trying. Like the video, share the video, subscribe to our channel. We'd like to welcome you to our ninth episode. Right. Wow. Yeah, we're up to number nine right. now. That means we're still going. They haven't kicked us off YouTube. That's true. And through your positive feedback, we continue to do this. Yes. So, so today we got something special. Yeah, we're going to revisit um, one of the episodes that we felt like people really enjoyed. It was everyone has a plan until. Until. Until you get punched in the mouth. Oh, my goodness. I think we can all relate to that as as couples. You know, we all have this plan and then something kind of happens and we're like, oh, my God. Now, now what do we do? I feel like that's all of my plans. Whenever I try to put something together, something comes along and punches it down. Or, you know, yeah. it's, it's like you're building a sandcastle at the beach and then the bully comes by and kicks it down. Yeah. I almost feel like whenever you, you know, you're making a transition, you almost have to plan for that. Yeah. Almost. Because... If everything goes right, I mean, some things when you do have a transition, sometimes everything goes right. But majority of the time, there's always going to be something that happens that's just not planned. Yeah. And when we also kind of catastrophize just learning, right? Yeah, because true. there are times when we're going through a change and we just experience something we don't know. Yeah. And we want to turn it into a punch in the mouth when really it's just a learning opportunity. That's true. And uh, it's an opportunity to sort of iterate, get better, try again yeah. and not be discouraged. So. That's what we want to talk about. We got special guests special today. Guests today. People who are near and dear to our hearts. Yay. Yeah. Val and Al Clark. Al and Val Clark. We call them Allery, Valerie, Allery. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I call them my brother and my sister-in-law. So, so we, we just like want to say very dear and near to our hearts. We are. They are. They are. And, um, you know, couple of God, entrepreneurs, great thinkers, yes. um, just encouragers, right? People that you want to be around when you're not feeling good. Exactly. When you get punched in the mouth, these are people these you want to be around because they will <laughs> encourage you to get back out there and do it no matter what's exactly. going on. It's like that rain on your head. It's keeping you cool. Right. Just go you ahead know, and, and get on out they there. They going to have you know? something to say <laughs> that makes you feel better <laughs> yeah. about it. That's true. Yeah. All right. So without further ado, we'd like to introduce... Alan Val. Hey Al. Hey Val. Hey, hey, hey. Alan. How you guys doing? Doing good. Welcome doing to good. Safe House. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Glad you. to be here. Yeah, definitely. I'm happy that you guys agreed to come on today and talk about this discussion about facing challenges um, mm -hmm. during transition. Um, so why don't you guys um, kind of tell us a little bit about yourselves? You know, how long you've been married, that type of thing. Okay. Well, we've, um, we're on uh, five and a half years wow. right now. Yeah, coming up on that six year and um, six months. In six months. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, and still going strong, um, still in love, even through the issues and as y'all say, um, the things that people go through, you know. So, um, but yeah. And now, yeah. Transition. It's been good. It's been interesting. It's been interesting. <laughs> yes, it has. I especially interesting. <laughs> yeah, it has. So tell us about what has been interesting 
You know, we our, our viewers out there, we've been talking about transition and what it's like uh -huh. to go through change. And uh, you all have a, a romantic story about how you've come together uh -huh. and, and, you know, you became one and how prophecy brought you all together. And then things began to happen. So tell us, yeah. tell us about that. Well, I'll start. Yes. Yes, sir. Right. So after 12 years of celibacy, uh -oh. I came across this young gentleman <laughs> and we got married. Yeah. But before we got married, we had some discussions. And in that discussion time, we talked about who were we individually, mm -hmm. who were we desiring to be corporately, and what that entail. And so we talked about divorce was not an option. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about coming together as a blended family. At the time I was 48, and Al, you were what, 55 headed toward mm -hmm. 56? Yeah. So we didn't start together in our youth. We met each other after life was lifing. And we made sure that we knew that in order to make it work, God had to be first. That's not just a cliche or something to say, God had to be first. So once we got married, attacks were already underway. As a matter of fact, when we started just communicating as friends, Al's health was being challenged. There were some days that personally, I didn't know if we were gonna make it down the aisle or not. And God saw, it, saw us through. So we became instant parents for right. a millisecond. Right after the marriage, we became grandparents. We got married like August and a baby came at the end right. of October and we were flying away in from Chicago to Nashville. And we were like, Andre and my surprise, here we are. Whoa, 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 whoa. Lucy got some explaining to do. That's what we said. Because <laughs> you just said you was 48, now right. it's 55. Now y'all got a whole so, baby. So now our viewers are like, <laughs> What just happened well, okay. here? Right? Did, did, did we have the uh, Immaculate Conception go on, or did we have right. a, a Sarah situation gave birth to no, Isaac? No, well, <laughs> like you were saying, you know, um, our uh, my daughter, um, she just needed help. She had a, um, a beautiful daughter. Um, her name is Ad Addison. And just like you say, we, were, we had just got married, and then bam, that's when things changed because we had some plans. And then it was like, boom, we had we had a child. It was like we were parents um, staying up late, changing diapers. And it was like, whoa, wait a minute. How do we adjust to this, you know? And um, yeah, and it's just been like that. I would say we've been going through a lot of different things. Um, and I think, I, and I can say, uh, the thing that keeps us um, grounded in the things that um, have, as you guys been saying, maybe be like a punch in the mouth or um, changes is that we just stay grounded. That was our main thing, you know, because um, even um, right after that, COVID hit us, right? Yeah, within two years, COVID. After that. And then again, we had to change because I lost income and it was like, how are we going to make it? Um, what are we going to do? We got a baby. <laughs> <laughs> got a whole baby. <laughs> we got a whole baby. <laughs> so, so 
this question. Let me just kind of jump in for a second. Yeah. So when we talk, so, you know, there were four steps that we kind of talked about um, mm-hmm. in this whole process of when you yes. face challenges. So, you know, you had the, and it doesn't mean it's in any particular order. You know, we had the recovery, we had the reassessment, we had recognizing the goal and the rebound. So mm-hmm. yeah. when you said, like you said, you've only been married for two months. Okay. Now all of a sudden you have a baby, like I said, it's, um, like you said, now you're that like interrupts all of your beginning marriage stuff. Like, okay, the honeymoon phase just kind of goes right out the window. So which part of that, like I said, those four things what was probably the hardest to, to get to the, the recovery. It's like, okay, now we got a baby, you know, the reassessment. Now we, like you said, now we got to rethink things, you know, the rebound or like you said, or just recognizing the goal. For me, it was recognizing the goal. Okay. That particular day that we got the call. Now, granted, as a parent, you start seeing things develop when we actually went to campus and we saw our daughter. And even when she was in the wedding, we were looking at some things and, and I really thought we had some time and she wasn't saying anything, right? Mm-hmm. So October came and we were talking daily. But this particular day, I had a headache and I had to just lay down all day long and somewhere after the point, I think I laid down literally, I kept going back to sleep like God put me in a sleep. And Al was like, what's wrong? I said, I have a headache, I have a headache. Something big is about to happen. Mm -hmm. So he never left us ignorant. But what we didn't know, as I was talking to her daily, she literally caught a taxi, went to the hospital and birthed an entire child. (laughs) So (laughs) she's in college, right? So she has to call and say, I don't want to give my baby up. I need help. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have time to drop the hammer. You what? You didn't have time for that. So the rebound was, I've done things as a single parent before. And I have a husband now. And Al kept saying, mm, let me drop you off at the airport. You're going to the airport. And I think I'll drive these eight hours to Nashville and catch up with you then. No, that's not what we're going to do, yeah. honey. Let's look at it from a different perspective. I have a husband, a whole husband now. We're going to park our car at the airport together. We're going to fly into Nashville. We're going to rent a car. And we're yeah. going to rescue this baby mm-hmm. because this baby will not be given up. And it's like carrying anything, a spiritual baby or a natural baby. We then knew at that point, this had to be done. You know, in our culture, we don't get to think things through all the time. We just put action forth. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we had time to reassess necessarily in this situation at this point. Mm -hmm. But the rebound was, let's get up out of this bed with this headache and take these two pills (laughs) and get ourselves to the O'Hara and go get a baby. And and there's proof because Al has a picture of holding the baby on the airplane. And we had to reassure our daughter because it became a merger. When we got married, <clears throat> God's at the helm, but the children, even as young adults, even Danielle, even mm-hmm. Evan, the three girls I have, we became a family unit. Mm. So wherever the need was, we were committed. We yeah. talked about it even in the courtship process, what that meant yeah. to pray over our children together mm-hmm. and to blend the family. So, so yeah, it caught us off guard, but but the rebound was, okay, you're gonna have to be with us now and we're gonna have to give grace and we're gonna have to remember our journey yeah. and we're gonna have to shake it off because our plans for her were 
of course, interrupted. But now here we are. So we're yeah. we're accountable to making the family work. Yeah. And Addison was a part of the package. Yeah. And, and we just took on that responsibility. And that's just really powerful because a lot of couples, like you said, when you first get married, that's such a that's such a hard transition to make immediately, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of times when we think, hey, we get married and it's just us. And, you know, a lot of a lot of couples really do have the, the mindset of, OK, our families have to fend for themselves, you know. Right. And so, like you said, for you two to really kind of get on the same page and you like I like what you said, Val, we didn't have we didn't really have a lot of time to reassess it. So you both really had to get on the same page quickly together on right. deciding that hey, we're all family. Because even when you said, when you talked about the whole blended family thing, like I said, you have three girls, Al has two kids. Mm -hmm. And like you said, to me, the end goal was making sure that that our families are together, that Uh that we're actually one, one unit. So I think that's just, that just by itself is a very powerful testimony on how you, on how you blend, on how you blend families. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think from I mean, I know Val said rebound was hers. Um, I would have to say mine was recovery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cause um being and, and I know we're in the safe house, so I can say this. Um, you know, being a man, the recovery part was for me because now it was like now that I'm I'm a husband now, now I'm I have to all my I'm like a dad. Well, I'm a grandparent now. Mm-hmm. So I had to really adjust to the, like, I guess the different responsibilities, you yeah. know, oh man, um, not only do I have to take care of my new wife, now I have a child. I mean, those are just the things that I, I think that, well, I did, and maybe men, it's like, how am I going to take care of my family mm-hmm. and be here for my family? Because um, again, that was, I know I'm going, I won't go too deep, but that was new for me because as you say, I have two children and um, I wasn't there all the time. I, yeah, mm-hmm. so so this was new for me, having a child growing up there day and night, getting up every night, just like real parents. Mm-hmm. So the recovery was for me, that was kind of like not hard, but something that I had to deal with. Okay. Okay. You know, a, a question I have for you is the recovery process. So once again, you did what you had to do uh, when the situation arose. Everybody mm-hmm. rose to the to the occasion. You know, the the, the baby is safe, <laughs> loved, flourishing. Um, was there ever a point where you went back to try to reclaim what you may have lost during that period, or was not at all? Yeah. Not at all because we just feel that was just. Our purpose, that's, that was the hand that was dealt to us. And we just dealt with it and, not, and just made it part of our lives. Mm-hmm. And that was it, that this is new. So let's make the adjustment and just do what we have to do. Hmm. And that's what we do in our culture, right? Mm-hmm. We take the hand that's dealt yeah. to yeah. us. We may scream and kick at some point. That doesn't mean that we aren't disappointed. Or that we don't have a little stress or a little anxiety in the initial stages, but it's something that's built within each of us that just makes us stronger. And it's not just lip service. When you have these experiences, you say, okay, God, 
you may not have done this, but you've allowed this. Yeah. So here we are. What, what are we going to get out of this? Or how are we going to go through this? Mm-hmm. Your hope. You're our joy. You're our peace. Mm-hmm. And then we process it through where we anchored, really, because it, it takes a trial to bring us to that point. A faith that hasn't been tested cannot be proven. Yeah. So when we go through, I'm not going to tell you tears won't come right. or headaches mm-hmm. won't come or sometimes even doubt or reservation will come. But that's where we come in together and where I'm strong. I build up where he is strong. He builds me up. Sometimes I'm the one that's this like all over the place. And he's like with one touch, the touch. We talk about the senses, not just our spiritual senses, but our natural senses. When I'm anxious, how do we rebound from it? How do we reassess it? Sometimes it's about perspective. How do we see ourselves? How Mm -hmm. do we feel about us or we get in our feelings what do we have our hands on sometimes we have our hands in too many spots and look at this thing called being grounded based on our senses and we have to align to our spiritual senses more so than our natural senses and it just comes together every time Mm -hmm. and i think that's what got us through everything that we've been through you guys were an instrumental part right. of us when Al had a heart attack in 2022. Okay, so let's was- let's let's recap. So we had we had a baby <laughs> yeah, in, in year one. Mm-hmm. Like year two, year two is like COVID. COVID, yeah. Okay, and then about a year and a half in, right, and then we got a then we got a couple of more years into the marriage, and then we have a heart attack. Right. Yeah, we can even take it back before the heart attack when COVID came. And like Al said, he has always been a professional driver. Mm -hmm. So now he has to come home because no one wants to touch the situation. People Mm -hmm. in their vehicle Mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, this thing was a pandemic Mm -hmm. and, and it came and took the world by surprise. And so here we are. And I remember when he was driving one day, I said, you know, we said we were dreamers and we had vision and we're creatives. And I said, would you be willing, how much do you get paid in one day doing what you do? Would you be willing to come home and trust God and we can make more in two hours than you make in one day? Mm -hmm. And it's going to be sweatless victory. And he said, I trust God. And he pulled around and came home. And I'm like, okay, what's next, God? What's next? I put put us out here. (laughs) And literally an assignment came. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but I don't, I don't do that kind of thing. Right. It was writing. Mm-hmm. And I said, you can comprehend what you read, right? And you can summarize it. And then I can write it. And so we started doing that thing. And in less than two hours, we made yep. three times as well, much that, as what yeah. he, I was like, safe, God, safe. Yeah. <laughs> he put us out there in the deep to explore what's already been inside of us. And you guys know a part of the story of the creative process. At the time, our pastor, your current pastor told us, hey, we've got one soldier down, she's sick. We need you guys to come and be the hospitality committee and present some baskets to some of our honorary guests. And we were like, "Mm, mm, what's your budget? And it went from there. Mm-hmm. And you guys had given us the same opportunity. Let's let's pitch this to you. What can you do in this situation to help our colleagues have a good Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And so we did it again. And we found out that what was inside of us was ultimately going to burst through us as long as we did it together. Right. There were times I thought I would be the initiator. 
but here's Al. And he took over the mask making. Mm-hmm. He took over yeah. the sewing with detail, precision, yeah. like a tailor. You know? and, I, and I think what, what it was was that, um, again, where it was like we were trusting God during the whole process. Mm-hmm. That's the foundation. Because when we were at that point, you know, we kept hearing that scripture where it says, what's in your house? Mm-hmm. You know, so it was what was in your house, what in us? We, that was our prayer. It's like, how are we going to do it? And then that's when creativity, it was like, I'm doing things I ain't never done before, sewing, baking. And it's like, mm-hmm. wow. And we give we give all that to God. It's like, that's what keeps us. It's like, you're our provider, hmm. you know, and the provision. And that's what we're grounded in. So to recap that, back to the census, what do you see? When we first got together, it's Al, see yourself through the lenses of God. Right. Al comes back to me and says, what do you hear? Because sometimes when I'm off kilter, the sounds that I hear aren't the sounds from heaven. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> allowing circumstances to try to dictate the journey. And Al, just with one touch, mm-hmm. let's go back to the word. Because if yeah. you don't hear that, you're going to go under. And I needed that. And I still need that. And then when we touch and get in our feelings, we have to start learning how to be in touch and in tune with the word. And that's not just a sermon. That's through the experiences that have come so that we can make it. You both know how that was going back to 2022 when I called you guys and said, Al has just had a heart attack. And then you came and we all heard together. The resolve is going to be to get him as a candidate for the quadruple bypass. As you guys know, we were moving that day. Right. Mm-hmm. That day. You're like in the midst of transition. We, we followed God. We were getting ready to leave the state and then God intervenes and allows it to happen in such a way that family had to come together. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I never forget that going from Trinity to Christ and even trailing you all, you're like, my home is open whatever time you need. I'll never forget it. I'm always grateful to God for it. You guys are family. We've discussed it. It's a no brainer for us, right? So I'm trailing you guys in the middle of the night. Everybody's trying to make me keep the car on the other side of town. Is Val okay? Is Val okay? And as I'm trailing you guys, I look up and I see this sign from God and it's a billboard. And it says, in the hands of God. And that's how we live our marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. that's good. It, it was yeah. in the hand. And I came in the house and I told you guys, it's in mm-hmm. the hands of God. And even going to the hospital and, and spending time with you guys, spending time with Dad Clark, spending time with Linda and whoever else came to the hospital. Yeah. It was just, we didn't have time to sit there and have a pity party or mm-hmm. cry mm-hmm. the day of surgery. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, we're just right, round right. chatting and praising and talking and laughing and and sharing moments. Everybody grew closer in that moment for us. And that's the other part about our marriage. We have a village. We have that connection. Right. That that makes all the difference in the world, especially me moving out of state and coming to the state of Illinois. And that's why I was going to say, and that's what makes the transition easy. because we have that, like you say, the village, trusting in God, you know, because I mean, it's real. Yeah. Because again, 
on that day, I would have transitioned. Wow. <laughs> yeah. In, in a different way. Talk, yeah. Yeah. In a different way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have to look at things differently. That it's like, okay, God, I know, yeah, we were supposed to go to Texas. And here I am trying, barely getting up some stairs and trying to recover. But I have to trust in you mm-hmm. no matter what. You know, it's like, and we kept believing of the vision that, yes, we are meant to go to this other state. And then it happened until we got to that one day when I'm like, look, baby, you go. And then I'm going to follow. We, we still going to do this. Mm-hmm. But again, the foundation is just trusting in God, having that village. And it makes what you guys talk about, that punch in the mouth, um, the um, the recovery and the rebounds, it makes it so much easier. And that's for us, mm. you know. So rebound to me is like restoration. <laughs> rebound to me is breakthrough. <laughs> and recovery was natural yeah. and spiritual. We had to go to physical therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's one thing that the nurse said, he has to continue to move. I don't care how tired he is, how the medication tries to have an adverse effect. He has to keep movement, keep the heart pumping, keep going. Even after he's yeah. had a 10 minute break, he has to watch the pounds. Right. He has to monitor his blood pressure, his cholesterol level. He has to look at his oxygen level. All of those things that were physically happening to him were spiritually happening to each one of us that's on this platform yeah. today, including the that's two of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We right. all felt the the burn of what was happening it because it happened to one of us, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here he is singing to Lana. Don't get that song now. Good night, Lana. Like, we're like, who is he doing? Let's get the hospital He's got a whole song. Is that my sister? Is that Lana? He's got some feel-good medicine, and he's just singing, and and he went on Broadway for like 20 minutes until we decided to hang up. (laughs) But what I love about what you guys are saying is, like I said, it's so powerful because, once again, like you said, despite... All mm-hmm. the things that have happened, like you said, the foundation is 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 God. And so when you have that kind of foundation, like you said, the the recovery, the recognizing the goal, the reassessment, you know, all of those, it almost seems seamless, even though, like you said, we know it was hard. You know, like you yeah. said, there's emotions attached to that. There's all of these different things. But to see the two of you today sitting here, like you said, five and a half years in, and all of these different things happening and to see you guys smiling we could tell you guys are still in love you guys are ready for whatever is next whatever whatever god wants you to do next you're going to do it to me that's that that's the testimony of being relentless it is you know you guys were like we're we're not we're not giving up yeah we're going to keep going through all of these different transitions because if this is the path that God has us on, we we just have to be relentless. And so like you said, I like what you said too about having a village because you need a village when you're trying to be relentless. Because if you're trying to do this thing by yourself, to me, that's how couples kind of break apart because they're so busy trying to do it by themselves and they want to do it in secret and they don't want to tell nobody. So by the time, you know, we find out about it, it's like, oh my God, I didn't even know all of that stuff was going on you know Mm -hmm. but because you guys were so centered on family you guys 
made a, a point to make sure that whatever is going on, especially during these major transitions, we telling everybody. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. once again, this impacts everybody. You know, mm-hmm. having a having Addie um, come into your lives impacted everybody. I got a new niece, you know. So once again, it impacted it impacted everybody. When Al was sick, it impacted everybody. You know, heck, you guys gave everybody masks mm-hmm. <laughs> during yeah. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> once yeah. again, you yeah. they did they did masks. They did they they had all kinds of cleaning products. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you guys were like the the store yeah. for everybody. Walmart didn't have it. Didn't Alan Al had it. Right, <laughs> we didn't that's miss true. a beat, and we and served. When we came together, God had spoken to both of us in his own way Mm -hmm. and shared with us the mission of why we were coming together, the assignment. It was so much more than just two people getting together and and, you know, the love making process and all the things that people mm-hmm. that want to know, <laughs> do. <laughs> so much more. But, it was a mandate. It was a mission. It was yeah. to serve not just the elderly, but the downtrodden, the people who mm-hmm. didn't have access to love, the people that weren't visited often, the people that were often forgotten in some of the most interesting urban of, of urban communities. And so we found ourselves just showing up on the regular, even before we said we would exchange vows. We really just, one of the dates we had was just to look around like Al wrote three nursing homes, which one? Until we came to that right one and then contacted them and Mm -hmm. said, we're gonna get married one day soon. I live in a different state, Mm -hmm. but at this point, what can we do to bring hope and to bring healing? And so we learned through God's love, how to share our love mm-hmm. with others. And I believe truly that's why we didn't miss a beat during the pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't miss a beat when other people that may have worked three times harder, he said no toiling. So they were out there, you know, bringing home the bacon and frying it up in a pan, but things just came to us. All kinds of opportunities. We end up serving and giving people Trader Joe's meals, yeah. you know, and teaching them holistic ways to cook and prepare and to treat their bodies. It was so many things that God was doing. So, and I think, like you said, at the beginning, when we were talking about ministry and everything, we both was on one accord. And I think because we had said that it was going to be hope and healing, I think God acknowledged that. And that's why he was blessing us during each one of these times, because that's what He's like, okay, that's what you guys are going to be. No matter what you go through, you're going to be providing hope and healing to people, you know? So, um, if I can, if I can interject uh, two things, one, one is, um, I think you've given a sneak preview into one of our future episodes Mm -hmm. when you talk about having a trusted inner circle of village. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's, we think that's a very, very good and key point and it's very valuable because we're going to dig into that a lot of couples just don't know how or yeah. understand when the opportunity to build a village occurs yeah because a lot of times it just happens organically it's not something you just go out and do a crisis a situation mm-hmm. time together circumstances just creates this opportunity for us to create this village mm-hmm. and we're able to rally around each other so we think that's an important point now i want to dig under the covers just a little bit and we're probably about at the half hour mark you know so i, I really want to dig into this for our viewers 
because going through any sort of transition, there's there's managing conflict. And it may have been y'all just had so much stuff going on that you just didn't have time for conflict. Right. Because that's one <laughs> way it's like, we don't have time for that. Uh-huh. Right? So that just may be it. But, you know, without digging into any specifics or anything, um, how did you all sort of manage any conflicts that may occur? I know we learned from you all in witnessing some of your spiritual disciplines yeah. in terms of praying together and other things. Mm-hmm. But how did you all when, when just going through this conflict and the stress of the conflict um, or the stress of the situation? How did you manage conflict and the stress of the situation simultaneously? You want to go on me? I want to go on the last one. Oh. <laughs> That's uh, how we stayed out of <laughs> Right. Right. I like that. <laughs> right. You shut up. That's how you manage conflict. <laughs> shut up. No, seriously, finance. Like, literally, finance 101, uh, paying our bills and paying them on time. And just being able to watch our spending. That's a conflict that we had initially because I know I've stated it that marriages can fall apart over the almighty dollar. That's just something that the best of marriages could fall apart over. And it it comes from what did we learn in our journey? It's not even about our upbringing at this point. It's just what did we learn in our journey about bill management, about having fun, but at the same time, making sure priorities were taken. Mm -hmm. So without me, throwing my love bug under the bus or anything. Can you talk about how we came better, became better with that subject? Well, to me, it was uh, the communication and being honest and open, (laughs) you know, because again, I've always been that secret, like my family used to call it secret squirrel. You know, I just keep everything close to the vest and everything, you know, so it was just the communication and being open and being honest, and that's it, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, and then again, like you said, Dre, you know, with, with, with the prayer, plenty of prayer, you know, but that's how I feel like I got through the, any conflicts or any issues that we had. I mean, you know? so, that went away quickly. Yeah, it did. It was know, like, because, okay, I, mean, I you get got it. upset. Yeah, I did. But then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think the next day we were okay. Lot and I walked three blocks on that one, boo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was year one. Remember over the day when we had the family go? She said, walk with me, talk with me. Yeah, I sure yeah. will, sweet thing. Yeah. <laughs> that goes back to the village, too. Yeah. You know, of yeah. having somebody to kind of walk with you right. through that through that process. So, but even from my end, Al was like, I don't go to the grocery store this much. Whoa, Nelly, wait a minute. We're spending way too much right. in that area. And I'm like, okay, so buying chicken at Harold's is going to make it better <laughs> right, three and right. four times a week and going to Chinese and stuff. So we had to come to grips with reassess what's a splurge and what is needed because as long as the needs are met, then we can kind of look at some of the other things, but we can't fall into our old ways, our old traps. And I know spending was just one of those conflicts that had, we got over very quickly. And we were better. We never had that I issue that it's about me and you, you know, it's always been as you guys were talking about as far as a team, 
You know, I, I can say that we've always been a team because I could have been like, hey, this is my money. I do what I want. I will. I don't think I has ever been in. Wait, what? Listen, I get it. <laughs> oh, that's probably like, oh, we're going right, to screenshot Val's facial reaction as you was talking. Yeah, go well, that's how I feel. Yeah. You know, I do too, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Well, you at least you may have fooled me, but I, I mean, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I believe, you know. Yeah. So, and, and that's what the re, rebound was to get on one accord yeah. in not just one area, but working toward being on one accord. I'm crying laughing on every everything, everything. Yeah, because it's not worth it if we hide pieces of us. We're still discovering in these early years who we are. You could be married 60 years and still discover friends, right. not oh, just marriage. Yeah. We're in the still process discover. of discovery every day, every month. Yes, we are. Well, you know, we'd like to thank you for taking a little time out with Safe House and the Safe House family. Are there any last sort of parting words that you want to leave for the audience or for the people out there in terms of your experiences or any things that you want to share? Well, mine is simple. Uh (laughs) Trust God. That's it. Men, be open with your wives. You know, Uh um, when, when, um, Right when I before I married, got married with Val, you know, I heard in my spirit, get naked in front of her, and not you know, I don't know how naked, but it's a family show now. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to just present myself to her and not hide all the. We're not talking about that, sex you, today. Now you know that didn't, that, that didn't sound any better. The first time was like get naked in front of her. The second time was get naked and present myself to her. So it, you didn't clean it up. You know that, right? We gotta clean it up. But yes, yes, trust God. Be open. Right. You know, I mean, it's just that real simple. That's what's gotten me through coming up on our six years. Yeah. And for me, it's stay grounded. Yeah. If anything that any one of us can take away from any type of heartbreak, hardship, conflict mm-hmm. is to stay grounded. Yeah. Know who you are as an individual and as a couple because you know who God is. Yeah. It means look at your natural senses, how you respond to things, mm-hmm. and then look at your spiritual senses and where you really place your hope so that you can bounce back. Yeah, yeah. makes it easy. It does. It makes it better, yeah. smoother. Toiling. I think my biggest takeaway from from listening to the both of you is, and it's kind of it's the one thing you've talked about, but we haven't really said. It's recognizing the goal. It's like mm-hmm. when you guys first got together you understood that God had a plan. Yeah. And so no matter what difficult transitions you guys have had to make, you guys always go back to what did God say about us? What, what does God want us to do? You, you, you never kind of pull back from that. That's always, always your backdrop. And so once again, like you said, when you're making those difficult transitions, that, that recognizing the goal is is so key and i think that you two are a true testament to to why that is so vital because so many couples lose sight Mm -hmm. of the 
of what the what the real goal is. And and so because like I said, we go through a lot of transitions in life, just in marriage. Marriage is always evolving. But at the end of the day, what did God say about us when we got together? What's the purpose for Team Clark? What's the purpose for Team Allen? You know, what's the purpose for um, Team Team McKinley's? You know, they, they're getting ready to have another baby, you know. So once again, everybody has to start thinking about what, what, what did God say about us when we first got together? Okay, when we first started dating, God had that plan. And so even yeah. once you get married and you say, I do, you always have to come back to what did God say? What did uh -huh. God say about us? Because every mm. every marriage is going to face challenges. Every marriage is going to face some level of transitions. And the thing you should always keep in the forefront is what did God say about us? Not not what our situation is saying about us, but, but what did God say about us? Because when we recognize what God says about us, then, like you said, that's when we can stand together through it all and then begin to, like you said, look like you guys. I mean, you guys definitely don't look like what what you've been through, especially in a short period of time. So to me, like I said, it really it's really a testimony to God and and what happens when you when you do recognize the goal and when you know, like you said, what is God saying about us? Well, thank y'all. We really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully you can come back on Safe House with us again at some point in the future. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, guys. We love you. We want to do it, too. Yeah, we want to do it. We ain't going to do the piece just yet. We're going to close out. Y'all closing out. Y'all closing out. I like y'all taking the piece. We've been waiting on that So I know he'll cut that out on the cut. Oh, no. It's all staying in the video. The naked part and everything. Bye, y'all. We love you guys. All right. So there you have it, folks. Another safe house in the books. If anything that you've learned today, knowing your purpose yes. is what will keep you in the time of conflict. Yes. If there's any lesson that I learned today, just from hearing their testimony, all the changes, mm -hmm. all of the situations, at the end of the day, they were able to say to them, what did God say about us? What yes. is God's design for our relationship? And many couples are missing that today mm -hmm. because when they become frustrated with each other and the situation and the finance and the romance and all these other right. things... They don't have that thing to lean back on and say, wait, God said something special about us. We have a divine design yes. and purpose that we have to fulfill. Absolutely. So we have to lay those other things aside and figure out how do we recenter ourselves so that we can complete this mission yeah. that God has That's for us. So, so yeah. bravo to Alan Val Clark yes. for being a model um, for how we should conduct our relationships. Yeah. I wish, you know, well, I'm glad we, obviously, you know, we've been together for a long time. But like I said, to see them, you know, go through all of that in such a short period of time and they're still together. Like I said, it's, it's really a testimony to what God is doing and what he can do. Yeah. In an age where couples are getting divorced for less, they've stood, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they've absolutely. stood the test of time. Yeah. So. Well, that's it. Safe house. Please like the video, share the video, subscribe to the channel, leave some comments in the comment section below. Tell us how Val and Al touched you. Tell us how safe house is touching you. Uh, we'd like to make sure we're getting feedback on content yes. in the future. Uh, as we bring up special topics and different things about what God is saying to us about marriage, be on the lookout for a next episode. We're going to be talking about, I believe, if not this next episode, pretty soon about what it's like to build, yeah, to build a that village. trusted in yeah. a circle, that village. Uh, we lack those. I know we didn't have one when we first got together. Right. 
And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that you can really lean into. The right kind of people at the right time can yeah. make all the difference in the yeah. world. You just heard it live um, from a couple that leaned into the village in a time of crisis. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it. All right. We'll see you on the next go round. Safe house. Guys. We love you all. Peace. Peace. <laughs>